In Your Money Today, Carolyn Wright asks an age-old question. Can money really make you happy? Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. I'm joined again today by financial healing advocate Kylie Chan to discuss a topic that has been debated at length over the years, and that is, can money buy you happiness? Thank you for joining me again, Kylie. Thank you, Carolyn. Good morning. Now, there's been quite a lot of research on this. What have you read about the latest thoughts on the idea? Well, there is a famous study by Daniel Kahneman, I think that is in 2010, I believe, which claims that uh, with the rising income, with your rising uh, salary, you will be happier and happier. But it tapers off around uh, at $75,000 per annum. But now that study has been debunked by him and his colleague in a new study, which says Basically, the more money you make, the happier you will be. But there are caveats to that. They found that there is an unhappy minority. So a 20% of uh, people in the higher income range that are miserable and unhappy. So why is that? They claim that these are the people that money can't truly buy them happiness because they're suffering from anguish due to heartbreak, due to bereavement, due to clinical depression. But all in all, they think that, uh, in fact, the more money you make, the happier you'll be. I'm not sure how you think about that, but I do think that money is very, very important to our happiness, but with huge, huge caveats. Money is not the secret to everything. And, you know, there's an idiom that says money is the roof all evil. So I think from my point of view, really, you have to be mindful about the way you spend your money. And that brings to mind another recent study uh, done by the British Journal of Social Psychology. It posits that the earlier dominant belief is that you will be happier if you spend your money on experiences rather than material things like, you know, buying a bag, buying a car. That's probably the dominant thinking. But they now say that actually some experiences that you splurge money on could actually not make you that happy. For example, you know, you buy a $2,000 ticket to a concert because everyone's doing it. Everyone's going to see Taylor Swift if they can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because your friends are doing it and you feel like, oh, if you don't go, you're missing out or you're not cool. Uh, there's a social status uh, component to it, but it doesn't align with your values. So this study says, in fact, that you have to ensure that your purchases in these experiences must align with intrinsic goals. So the difference between intrinsic goals and extrinsic goals is extrinsic goals is basically you have to work because your parents expect you to work. Society expects you to work. You want to get a higher pay. You want to get that promotion because you want status. So those are very external driven goals. So it's something else that someone wants of you. Yes. Yeah. Whereas intrinsic goals are more internally motivated about more of your values, your well-being. You know, if you're into music, for example, then, you know. Then maybe that Taylor Swift ticket is a good idea. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Or, you know, it's not Taylor Swift. It's so, it could be something completely yeah, different, yeah, but that's just yeah, an example. Yeah, for example. Yeah, exactly. So this study basically says it's not so much that you spend money on experiences, but it's 
if those experiences align with your goals. So as a financial healing advocate, I, I am totally on the side of this research. <laughs> and also as a Hong Konger, you know, like I said earlier, I, I do believe that money does bring happiness. But you have to be mindful about how you spend your money, how you manage your money. And I think I think you're right that, you know, uh, obviously there's a certain amount of money that makes life more comfortable. There is no doubting yeah. that, I'm sure, that, you know, if you can afford all the basics <laughs> and if those basics turn a little bit nicer, then then that's great. But then I'm, I am also very interested in this idea of the intrinsic goals and stopping and thinking before you, you make a purchase as to exactly why you're doing it. Yeah, so there's this huge movement for 10, 20 years now, the mindfulness movement, you know, John Kabat-Singh talks about it, you know, living in the present. We do it with our diets. We do it with our spiritual, you know, mindfulness, mindful walking, mindful eating, mindful everything. But a lot of the times we forget to mindfully spend, right? So when we spend, of course, you know, you have to do all of your budgeting, all of your planning, reach out to your financial advisor and planner to do all that. But at the basics, I think there's some questions you could ask yourself before you go in and buy something. And that is, you could ask yourself, does the purchase align with your personal values and beliefs? So you believe in, say, Elon Musk, so you go buy a Tesla. I think that's fine, right? Yeah, you you might yeah, you it, might it, really it, like the technology, yeah. and you might really need yeah. a car. Yeah, you think um, electronic vehicles are better for the environment, for example. Yeah. Or say you splurge on Buddhist retreat because you want to learn about Buddhism. You know that 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 is kind of your you know your practice. Another question you can ask is, does it help you achieve your long-term goals and aspirations? So maybe you want to become a healthier person or you want to you want to become a it, financial expert. Or, this is it. You could, it yeah. could be anything from taking a qualification yes. that helps you gain a promotion in future to yes. e eating yeah, more healthily. Yes, exactly. And then... Also, finally, I think for me, it's most important. I, I, I would like to think, will that purchase help you cultivate relationships? So, for example, splurging on a trip to, say, Paris, oh, you know, Eiffel Tower and whatever. The, the Louvre is amazing. Everyone, you know, all a lot of Hong Kongers, that's like the destination it, it, to go. It, it's one of those, yeah. you know, top goals. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, there's the romance of traveling on your own. But, you know, if what were to happen if you brought your parents along? They've never been to Paris, perhaps. And you take them and you spend time with them. They're happy. You're happy. You're cultivating these relationships. It kind of elevates your general sense of well-being and happiness and really increasing your familiar bonds, right? So... Yeah, these are the sort of questions I would ask. And I think to summarize, I think it's just really being mindful with how we spend our money. And remember, money is not the end goal in itself. It's rather a means to an end. So I think the final word from a financial healing advocate is make sure to nurture a healthy relationship with money and 
I truly believe that uh, with a healthy relationship with money, with good planning of your money, uh, you can certainly find happiness with money, but ensure that there are much more important things in life than just money. Fabulous, fabulous. I always enjoy a chat with you, Kylie. That is financial healing advocate, Kylie Chan. Thank you so much, Carolyn.